Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Dear Midling on Sports Joe. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Hurling Show. We're a week away from the first Sunday in September, and we're in July. Uh, Brian Cody was talking about it again this week. Christy, uh, welcome. We have Christy O'Connor in from Clare. Good to have you, Christy. Great to be here, Gizzy, thanks. Yeah, uh, I don't know, did you see that with Brian Cody? With the, yeah, little bit of a pushback maybe for the inter-county game. Not, nobody really certain about July being the start of the, or the end of the championship. Yeah, look at it, I suppose, Gizzy, it's, it's hard to believe, I suppose, that the All-Ireland final is, you know, that season is over in two weeks after mm. the football. So, um, but I suppose it, 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 you, this stuff is relative to every county. And you look at, say, for example, compare Cork to Kilkenny, like there's like there's 47 more clubs in Cork than there is in the whole of Connacht. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, you look yeah. Any club championship, they don't have, it's not really a dual county, you know, like so Cork would say they need every one of their 13, 14 weeks to get their teams ready for Munster. Like they don't have that issue in most counties. Like there's some, there's more clubs in some divisions in Cork than there is in some of the smaller counties. So everything is relative. It's I suppose it's easier for Brian to say that because of um, you know, the <laughs> because you get it on. Yeah, they don't have that. They don't have that. Yeah, the, the, the and, and you have to nearly, you nearly have to assume that every county or every club is a dual club because, you know, like in Cork, ninety percent of the of the clubs are dual clubs. And I suppose I'm just using Cork as a, they're probably the the standout example. Mm. Because of the size of the county, so look at I, I do think though they could push it back by a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, there seems to be a, 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 there seems to be a little dogs. bit of a pushback, definitely. Um, I just want, I want to bring in Dotsy, and he's sitting in here beside me, uh, particularly, particularly after yesterday. Uh, how was it as a as a dove looking at looking at that? Oh, close yeah, and, at the football, I wasn't, I wasn't in at it, but it was uh, incredible. You could mm. sense the atmosphere as well. I suppose look, Dublin and Kerry, they just kind of they bring out the best in each other, don't they? Yeah, and it's just a special rivalry. Um, I suppose this Kerry team have been coming, and uh, I suppose they they just eventually got over the line and got out, got that monkey off their back. Mm. So 
That's Did you think he had it in had it in the legs at 74, yeah, 75 uh, minutes, 76? Im- very impressed. I think Dublin Dublin fans were just very impressed with the response, you know, after coming, getting five or, five or six points down yeah. and Kerry moving and in their flow and to come back and show that resilience and you're seeing some of the, the older warriors there kind of still standing up and coming good when needed. Mm. So, look, we, we just wanted extra time just for the, the drama and the, yeah, to continue yeah. on the, the, it looked the like Dublin if it, Extra time, it looked like Dublin were in the ascendancy. Like, yeah. like I, thought for, I thought for the last 10 minutes they were in the ascendancy anyway. It looked like they were going it to did, take it. It did, yeah. And Kerry were like even, you know, some of their top players as well were having maybe, you know, uncharacteristic wides as well. And, yeah. you know, so they looked a bit rattled. Um, and look, you know, you're a team coming like that. They just need to kind of get that step and get over the line. So it was a marvelous kick, wasn't it? At the yeah. end of the, yeah, the game yeah. to win to win a match, like what a phenomenal kick and yeah. the reference in Cluxton then 2011 as well. Th- that's so. it. Like, I was thinking, looking at it, I was like, I don't know enough about O'Shea. Like I don't know. I like he's a young fella, and you think with those kind of moments, like it's a Cluxton. You think of Morris Fitzgerald. You think there's a, a there's a particular gravitas almost that you have to have to stand up to a kick like that from yeah. that distance into the hill, and it's somebody who's already done it a few times. But for yeah, for for, that for, for a young fella, for and that it was moment, further uh, back. It was further back as well. Like mm, it was a fair distance out now as well, beyond the forty five against the wind and into the hill as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all. <laughs> sure yeah. There were, you know, but uh, I seen Evan Comer for that, the keeper was uh, rocking the, the post as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, there's every well, trick. So. He had played um, every trick yeah, in the book yeah, already yeah, as well. Look, look, a phenomenal kick, and I suppose worthy worthy of kind of winning the contest right at the end. But yeah, uh, it's a huge step for Kerry. But I mean Dublin. You'd have to admire the the resilience and the, the, the you know probably unlucky not to, to push it on to extra time, but I, I suppose there wasn't huge complaints. Kerry, maybe you know were good throughout the game as well, and yeah. you know I suppose look they've they, they've got that monkey off their back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, well, look at the we're we're here for the the main the, the main <laughs> event the main event. Uh, I mean semi finals are one thing, but we're looking forward to learning the final at the weekend. Absolutely. Uh, Christy, I suppose yeah, you you don't have the 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 impartiality you would have had if Claire had made it to the final. Um, where I don't, yeah, I mean, there's 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 so many different avenues, but we've got Limerick looking for. I sp- one of the things actually I, I I saw it during the week, and I'm not sure where this idea of going for a three in a row and the talk. And I know James was stoking fires here a couple of weeks ago, saying that I, he wasn't sure if it was a, a, a true legacy until the Beckley Kenny in, in an Ireland final. Uh, I'm not sure if that how much water that holds, but there is something about legacy and the possibility of the legacy, maybe like Kenny for a five in a row, that takes away from the present moment of the game and can if you're focused on this much bigger picture that's more long standing you kind of maybe takes away from the first 5 minutes which is a, which which is crucial you know as crucial as the last 5 minutes um so i wonder is that uh, is it a, is it a potential challenge for limerick sure look at gizzy like we we'll say for a county traditionally or historically compared to kilkenny like i suppose it's just a massive massive you know scenario for limerick to be in that they're in that conversation like that they're not just even you know, like there's comparisons and early in the game as well, like about that, you know, even go back when they won in 2020, like that with their physical profile, with their, I suppose, age profile, with their class, with their coaching setup, their management setup, like they were already being compared, you know, have have the potential to get to that level back even two years ago. Now they're very much in the conversation. Three, if they win on Sunday, it's three and four years, three in a row. Like, and you have to place this in, in the historical context of where Limerick were, you know, Traditionally, like like they won three All Irelands in the I'd say between thirty four and forty, and you know that was a kind of a mythical team, Mick Mackey, um, and you know 
that was three All-Irelands in what, seven years. Like these boys are looking for, for f you know what I mean? They're looking for three in a row now and four and five. Like So this just puts them on a whole different scale. And if you go back to, you know, go right through the, the history, like, you know, where you've had, you know, Clare won two in 95, 97, you know, like, like this doesn't happen. Like, you know, like, okay, Cork will win their, their, their batch of All-Irelands when they were winning them. Tip, mm. Kilkenny... Like okay, Wexford even back in in you know the fifties, and and they're a kind of. Boy, a we're getting into it now, boy. Back to the team, like you know, <laughs> back to the fifties, boy. Fifty five, fifty six, sixty, but they were in, yeah, they were in it, yeah, yeah throughout that, and they were coming from the same lack, I suppose. Like Wexford had been a football county probably up until 42, 43, and then you know as Nicky Rackard came onto the scene directly at that time, they kind of got back up at the senior. And they were, uh, and and then yeah, they changed the fortunes in the same scale that you're talking about with Limerick because they're coming from almost no All Irelands to now being part of a, a legacy that very few teams have achieved. But I, I think if you throw in the fact here that, like, I know we were talking about these fan fantastic teams as well, like some of them teams won three or four games to win an All Ireland mm -hmm. as well. So like, if you take in the the modern system there, yeah, and the the round robin and the you know the the I suppose. The reserved Limerick are having to show to win these All Irelands as well, and I think they're unbeaten, make it, unbeaten in fifteen games, or you know. So yeah, it is. It's true, but does it make it a little bit easier playing that, that amount of games where there's no we, we don't have direct knockout? Like that's where winning winning in Ireland in a direct knockout can maybe be, be more difficult. Now they've stood the test, fifteen yeah. games unbeaten, unbeaten, whatever it is. Like like that's that speaks its own uh, volumes. I suppose we were, we were just talking earlier, I was saying, like, the Kilkenny team, mm. maybe that, that, that great, obviously ultra-talented team as well, but I suppose we're just looking, maybe they were kind of cruising into All-Ireland semi-finals for a long time, like there wasn't much uh, resistance from, say, in Leinster, you know, yeah. Dublin, Offaly, Wexford, you weren't can, putting up you much. Can get away with, you can get away with saying <laughs> well, that, Well, yeah. let's be honest it's about true, it. Yeah, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, so yeah. they were kind of, but I mean, you heard Brian Cody talking about enjoying that, or you hear even some of the former players enjoying that, that talking about the gap there into the semi-final, yeah. that they really embraced that as well. So, like, you know, Brian Cody's used to that as well. But, I mean, you know, that Kilkenny team had no issue kind of peaking or, or you know, without being test, so-called tested or whatever. Yeah. They could get it right themselves to be to be ready for semi-final as well. So it's not to take away from that. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Christy, you were talking about maybe a couple of chinks in the armour and, and, and I was wondering, uh, definitely in the context of Clare, maybe less so in some some respects with Waterford as well, the the timing in the season and how we've seen teams you know, turning, a, you know, going over the hill in the middle of the season where you have a Kilkenny who are kind of, who start to come good at this time of year, generally, you know, they, generally they get that right. Do you see with Limerick? I felt against Galway they were showing signs of like I didn't think Galway were lighting it up in the, in the first half, and yet Limerick weren't. They 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 were they were reticent. There was something reticent in their play that I haven't seen before. Are you any more convinced after the semi final that there are some chinks, or are they responding to every question that's been asked of them and thus improving? Yeah, well, great question. Is he like I suppose there's a, there's a number of different uh, elements to that answer to or to the answer and I suppose that's he's touched on it there. We'll say you go back to last year like Limerick won they played four games to win the All Ireland like you know they're on the road now a long time like there's definite chinks there they're definitely leaking gas and that's not in any, not in any way criticism that's just a that's just hard facts like and you know you look at that the last day four they're starting six forwards taking off um you know they've had to go to the well a lot you know go to extra time in the in the Munster final. Um, 
and you know I suppose it's just as well that that they've that attrition that teams are studying them more um and they're just probably just not in that form but I suppose the, the, the sign of how great they really are is that they're finding a way to win because like there's no doubt about it like they were there for the taking with 50 minutes to go against Galway Galway just needed to get two or three scores ahead just couldn't get them ahead and if even if you look at the, the third quarter of that game lads like it was Dermot Burns really who kept them in that game like it was yeah. he got three yeah. of the first four scores like you know Galway came out wiped out that four point deficit and it was literally Burns that was keeping him in the game with, with his free take and he's a phenomenon um, so like you know I just felt with Galway that okay the, the chance was there okay like you're not going to get away with like double digits wide against Limerick but 19 is just stretching it too too much you're not going to survive that but the, the true sign of their greatness is they, they're just guys different guys are coming up like and it was their defence the last day you'd have to say Sean Finn was incredible Barry Nash for me is in the running for hurler of the year he's been absolutely incredible yeah Um. And the other part of it, that, that answer too, Gizzy, is like this is the first time really that they've had serious injuries in their four or five year campaign. Like that they've lost Keen Lynch. He's effectively had one game this year. Peter Casey obviously didn't play after damaging his crucial last year in the All Ireland. Um they've had to deal with this stuff that they didn't really have to deal with in other years. So and, and this is just a legacy, this is just the reality when you're on the road that long and yeah, you know yeah. you're the like cracks and, are and, well, the other point Gizzy or, or Dotsy made as well, which is very, very pertinent and it's it's very fair and it's not in any way a criticism of, of the, the teams in Leinster, but like like back in when Kilkenny were at their peak, um, their attitude was we've got to get it right for uh, two games in August, September and we're Ireland champions because they could just get through Leinster um, and they, they had that, like if you look at, we'll say the, the, the record of Munster teams in in the All-Ireland semi-finals when there's been a four-week layoff or longer. Like, like the numbers are horrendous. I think it was four four wins in 15 seasons in, you know, between, I think, 02 and, and we'll say, 19. Um, Limerick fell at that hurl in 19. Um, and they struggled the last day to, to, to get over that as well. Whereas Kilkenny, like, you know, I remember Eddie Brennan telling me one time that they just used to do the exact same thing every year between that four-week break. They'd go back to the clubs or if it was a five-week break, They'd come in, they'd do the same training or the same kind of format. They'd go on a training camp. It was almost like, you know, repeat what we did last year. And they just had it so right. And I think, you know, the point with Kilkenny is, you know, people often say, well, games will bring you on. But like Kilkenny's attitude has always been, well, look, at they nearly prefer to have training sessions than to be, to be together in Nolan Park and to test themselves in Nolan Park. And there was the soundings coming out of Nolan Park before the clear game that... They were so happy with how things were going. They were almost even taken aback with how well it was going. I think Cody even felt that they were going as well coming into that Ireland semi-final as they were at any stage when they were at their in their prime. So there's a lot. Know, there was they, a lot of references towards it, wasn't there? Even after the game, directly after the game, time. they were all kind of they were all touching on it. Like so, I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering with that. Um, sorry, Christy. With, with like when they come out of those training that four week block and they're different to other teams who seem to want practice matches and they want to mm. you know they want to play games I think games at that stage whereas Cody just seems to want to get them into Nolan Park w- are they better suited uh, w- Kenny kind of weakened coming into the All-Ireland final in the fact that they have almost kind of peaked for their semi-final now it's not to say that they've peaked but they 
Nobody cats really out of no, the bag. cats out of the bag. <laughs> Nobody really expected too much out of them based on the Leinster campaign. And they've come out now, and it's all of a sudden, you know, the, the cats yeah. are purring like it's they've come out of the blocks, and it's the training yeah. weeks, and everything is right again in the camp. Yeah, if they I had the, think, yeah. if they had the other final, yeah. <laughs> ideally. you know, ideally, I don't think I don't think people expected them to be that convincing. Yeah, uh, and you know, maybe there's elements of Clare were were a bit off. They were shown maybe against Wexford as well that they were. Yeah, they had dipped uh, after the Munster campaign as well. But um, but in regards to their hurling and the, you know, as we as Christy's talking about their the talk about that before we get like they looked razor sharp, didn't they? Their touch, their you know, yeah, their everything their hurl and their skill levels their link up play and you know they were just in that great space so as you said look it's the cat out of back. We, we know they're all brilliant hurlers um but certainly they've kind of uh, opened that up now and and you know limerick are going to be aware of their strengths there and uh but on the on the other side of that like kenny they were under huge pressure after like brian cody's record previous to the last two years i think is incredible with all ireland semi-finals yeah um you know so they lost the last two uh, so they, that for that group, it was crucial to get over that. So they've gotten over that. I think their 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 confidence levels must be sky high. So I I'd expect them to come in and and certainly perform again. You know, yeah. I think they will perform, and and they'll, like I don't think that'll be. They mightn't get to that level. I don't think they'll be allowed to get to that level, mm. and I don't think they'll be allowed. You know, stamp their authority all over the game like they did no. early against Clare. Like that's I can't see that happening against Limerick, even if Limerick aren't in full flow or on full song I yeah. think physically even they, they, that they won't it allow it they won't, they, they won't, yeah, they won't yeah. allow that to happen so look on the flip side you know Limerick are kind of you know there are a few lads maybe who underperformed so you could argue that you know inter-county hurlers rarely want to go out two games on the bounce and, and not perform yeah. so you know they have a few a good few guys who are you know they've they they will they will certainly want to step up from their from their semi final display. You know? It may be a midfield half back question, Christy, which I'll, I'll I'll let with you in a second. But from a forwards perspective, Dotsy, do you see because that, that was the thing with the, it wasn't Galway in accuracy it was Galway shot, shot selection is what was poorest and that's where they were making their mistakes. You know, they, some of, some of them are going to go over some days. You know, the the ones that are on the edge or if you're leaning back a little bit. Yeah. Do you see in Kilkenny, um, Billy Ryan on Cody King Kenny? King Kenny Martin Keown, do you see the quality to take those to take the right option in those situations when they're going when they're going to be meeting like you know the, the, the tidiest full back line in the game? Yeah, look, I think Kilkenny are, are, are ruthless in that in that aspect of the game uh, mm-hmm. and decision making and stuff. I think they can get to that level. Uh, you've seen what TJ Reid is kind of the ability there. He might have lost a little bit of pace or whatever, but the the brain is 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 you know. Is the mo- one of the most active in, in, in the hurling world, you know, and he just yeah. makes things happen. So if he's winning primary possession, he knows the periphery v- peripheral vision there to pop it out to lads who are in an ideal position to pop a score or, mm. or just win a free, hold on to the ball, look around. They're very good at that. I've seen them in Parnell Park. I know they were up against Dublin and the link up play some of the times, like, you know, the willingness just to pick the player in the better position and just know when, when that, that right shot is on. Yeah. So I think they have that. I think they have that more than most teams. Mm. Um, and I think they have that selflessness where they'll, they'll work it to the man in the best position, you know? Yeah, invariably. Invariably, like almost ninety-nine, yeah, almost 100% of the time, they, 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 they give it to the man in the best yeah. position. They always just seem to find that that's the smarts of that, tr- that traditional game they yeah. play. It's just that they do the right thing all of the time. Um... Christy, it, maybe that's it, it. Can also be a question with the way the modern game is played for more for the sixty-five back. It's what's done when the ball is kind of recycled out. Do you see Kilkenny 
when it is like I suppose I have I have doubts about TJ Reid in some respects. I know he was feated after the semi final and, and rightfully so. I mean one part of that is just his razor sharp certainty on freeze. Um and, and it was it was a week where the top free takers maybe weren't performing. Um, he can win primary possession, but you take away the primary possession, which you might well have to do against Limerick because there's not many people. You're always going to win one or two, but you're not going to take too many from uh, that Limerick half back line. Is 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 TJ under a little bit more pressure then? He is Gizzy in that regard, but like I wouldn't agree with you there. What you said about his semi final, like he was like if you go through his break it down his numbers and mm. just break down what he did in that game would say in the first half, like he, he one point, he four assists. Um, like it was a bit of a mismatch in the air. Um, you know, like, and I, I don't think you can discount his free tech. And if you, if you, there was one free in the Leinster final, um, which went to Hawkeye and the Hawkeye data wasn't, wasn't available. That's, a, that's another, nearly another show in itself. But I think that, <laughs> one, that, one, that one was wild. Yeah. But, oh, but, don't talk like, to me. Go on. So, so like that, it said the Hawkeye data was unavailable. So if you, Let's say if you say that that ball was over, that meant he he slotted twenty of his last twenty frees or twenty of his last twenty place balls, which is absolutely off the Unbelievable. charts. Unbelievable, yeah. And if you look at some of those in the Leinster final and in the Clare game, like they were not easy frees. Like no. go back, yeah. back the pitch, um. And if you go go back to his second half performance against Clare, like he he and this was an issue for him in the Leinster final as well, where he went to over twenty, I think twenty three minutes without getting his hands on the ball. I think he went nearly the guts of half an hour without getting his hands on the ball in the second half against Clare. He was involved in kind of winning a free, kind of hunting around the break, and then three shots in the last couple of minutes, two scores. Um, but it's just he takes watch, and I think what they might do with him, right? And, you know, now there's maybe a, a bit of a misconception around Mikey Casey, like that, you know, because of that goal the last day from Brian Concannon, and he just got lost a little bit. Um, yeah. And, like, I suppose Galway went after Mikey Casey in the air with Johnny Glynn in the 2018 final and it didn't work and now a lot of that was down to the ball that went in but like Mikey Casey he's a, he's a good player he's a survivor um, but like wh- whether they'll put TJ in there like I suppose there was a feeling after the before the clear game that given the goals con- clear conceded to Wexford that they'd, they'd maybe load the foot forward line with TJ and Walter Walsh and maybe pump ball in there they didn't have to do that because they had such control of the game early but I wouldn't be surprised to see TJ in there early mm. Um yeah, and it just takes it takes a different uh, like you saw with Galway, their their shot selection was poor, Gizzy, but they obviously had made a decision that they were going to shoot from, they were going to take their chances, they were going to shoot from distance, they were going to try and just avoid that, you know, that pack around the middle, and then set up well on the puck out, and, and look at that, it, it, it to be honest with you, it nearly worked, um, you know, you have to have a very defined game plan going in against Limerick, like you know we've you know we've seen this throughout the championship, there's definitely been a return to more old school values. In terms of you know manning up a bit more, winning your own 50-50 balls, your own 50-50 jewels, um, like you know you saw that from the first day of the championship when Cork just tried to run the ball through that swarm against Limerick in the middle third. Yeah, it does not work. Didn't work. Like clear, the one team I suppose that have matched up, we'll say the two teams that have matched up to go to Limerick are Clare and Galway because they're physically able to take them on. They're Limerick cannot bully those teams like they can, you know, to other sides. Um, you know, that they, they can physically survive in the tackle. And you saw that even yesterday with Kerry in Dublin where the Kerry lads were able to survive that heat and get away from that tackle that they wouldn't have been able to do maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. And, you know, um, Clare were able to do that against Limerick. Gaul were able to do it. And Kilkenny will be able to do it. Like, maybe not at the same level in some with, with, um, 
with some of their players, some of their younger players. But, um, you know, you have to be able to physically match up to them. And when you go back to the last time Limerick were beaten, they were just literally, Kilkenny just savaged them. That was the bottom line now. Yeah. Limerick are much more prepared, much better conditioned to deal with that now. But, um, yeah, look, at it's going to be fascinating well, stuff. And that's, that's the point, I suppose, with TJ. And it's definitely a difficult line to, to walk um, because you're, you're, you know, you're, I suppose you're asking questions of, of one of the great players that's ever played the game. But with Aaron Galan, for example, he got two goals against Cork in, in, in at the back. Um, and then there was this question of like, you know, isolate Aaron Galan, get a high ball in because he's very strong in the air. And then as you're saying there with Mike Casey, Maybe there's a possibility, you know, that he, he, he got caught him he got caught out too far in front and he's playing that game from the front. So there's a possibility of putting TJ in and winning high balls. So that's that's potentially one possibility. Where I suppose the question I'm asking is is exactly in that situation, ideally if you've then got Mike Casey asking second guessing himself, saying, Right, I I need to I need to hold back. If you have a forward in at that stage like an Aaron Galan who can then play in front and use his speed in front because he's taking advantage of the full back who's, ask, who's asking questions of himself, kind of making sure to mine the goal a little bit more. Ideally, then, if you're a speedster, he can change the game up, whereas TJ at this stage of his career can't change it up in that way, I don't think, because he doesn't have the gears to, to beat Mike Casey in that way. That's the only... That's the only I wouldn't discount the freeze. I wouldn't discount his, like the, his contribution. I'm just wondering, with half-back line... If I don't think he's going to win the same ball in the half with, against that Limerick half back line, so if you use him in the full forward line and you've Mike Casey more aware, he can't exploit the possibility of the space that might so be in front of him. Who, who are you putting in? You ask me that question. Let's. Well, yeah, Christy, you might be better qualified well, I suppose, to answer. I suppose the thing about it is, I, I suppose like Limerick, you know, I suppose they can dictate who they're who they're marking as well, you know. So um, I don't think they'll want to draw Mike Casey out of there anyway. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Kind of, I think you want TJ out in the play. I'm just looking like, yeah, I don't know. There's, yeah, but I, I suppose look at the the bottom line is, you know, like there's no question about. I suppose one of Limerick's greatest strengths is, you know, how they adapt, and you could see that the last day how they they manage the game, and that a lot of that comes from Kinnerk. Um mm. And if you look at Kilken, Kilkenny's history in all Ireland finals, lads, they've always, even though there was all, it was always kind of maybe fired at them that you know they're you know they're they're traditional that they don't really go for tactics that was never I never felt that was the case and they always tried something different they always yeah. really tried to identify you know a matchup or yeah. some guy that you know that they would have targeted Christy um, absolutely I, I totally agree as well and so like the way that the team has been changing so much throughout this year as well like he hasn't been afraid to do it from game to game so I it'll be interesting to see like that forward line you know the, where will they start like he, he will change it around I'd imagine as as you're touching on there, and it'll be it'll be intriguing to see where like they would they'll try to just upset I suppose upset Limerick as much as they can by yeah. by moving lads around. So I think I think what you're saying is bang on. They'll definitely they'll they'll definitely what it, what it is I don't know, but they'll I'd say they'll come up with something. All right, big time. Yeah, well, it's yeah, ama- yeah. <coughs> it's amazing too because I suppose you can you know you could hypothesize about where wh- where they'll go and what they'll do. But as James has said, and it's been it's been said often enough that. It depends on these two weeks. Like it depends on how the last six weeks of games have gone. Who's showing form? That's what Brian Cody seems to be absolutely unwavering in is, is his commitment to if you're playing well and if you're playing well in a certain position or he sees a role for you, you'll go in whether you've got five games played or 50 games played. It doesn't seem to matter. It's what suits him. I'm wondering, I suppose Mikey Butler was kind of ideal 
to 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 tail Tony Kelly in terms of his physicality and his keenness and his athleticism that was that was that was a good a good fit but I don't see him as good a fit for and Aaron Galan, for example, um, I don't think Graham, Graham Mulcahy will start this time round. But I, I, I just, I wonder what they'll do uh, with Mikey. How do, you, how do you see him lining up at the back, Christy? Yeah, I, I'd say what they'll do is they'll, they'll probably, I'd say they'll trust Hugh Lawler on Galan. Um, yeah, they just look at, you know, I think that's one thing that was missed a lot from the last day. Like that, everyone was lauding Mikey and rightly so for how he played on Tony, but like. Hugh Lawler was outstanding, like imperious in the year, and he has been all year. And I think if you go back to right throughout the league, even I don't know if you're at that game in Parnell Park in the league, Dotsy, like, but Mikey Butler and Hugh Lawler were two yeah. of Dublin's best players that night. They were excellent. Um, you know, and like, but to go back, just just to change it around a bit, I was actually looking at this this morning, and like it just proved again that Limerick are the most predictable team in the country by a by an absolute mile. Everybody knows exactly what they're going to do. And if you look at, just around Galan, since you brought him up, if you look at his first two scores in the Galway game, early scores, right? First one, sharp puck out, Nicky out to Sean Finn, Dara Donovan on the 45. Uh, kind of not a crossfield ball, a kind of a ball down the sideline. Galan comes out in front of Jack Grealish, snaps, wins the ball, turns over the bar, right? Um, second score, uh, Barry Nash comes out, Dara Donovan, crossfield ball, Glam was more central, so uh, got the ball, had the luxury to turn on his right, on Dahi, over the bar. And if you look at Darrow Donovan, without doubt, the most underrated striker, ball deliverer in the country, because I'd say the inside, Limerick inside forwards just love to see him in possession because he'll just pop that ball, one one bounce into their hand. And like it's, it's all down to pattern recognition and how they play and how well they're yeah. coached. And like it's so predictable. What like they'll do is they'll, they'll work it short, they'll work it through the platform. And then it's either that crossfield ball to Galan or to Flanagan, either side of the D. And everybody knows what they're going to do. Like they've seen it a million times. Just how times. you stop it. Exactly. How do you stop it? So, like, you know, and I don't think Kenny will get overly hung up on that stuff. Like you could make an argument, well, do you. Do you mark on the outside? Like, do you do you mark Galan on the outside? But then you saw it against Tip. You know, you put the ball in. If Fuel Aller isn't on him, you put the ball in and around the square. He attacks it from behind. He snaps it out of the air and it's in the net. So, but like, where it's been most effective is the press, isn't it? Like that's what Kilkenny. It's the it's the press on the two or four out. You know, out half back line at some stage, but that's that's Limerick's great benefit. Is there almost what what you would say is a sweeper, the man in the pocket is actually their midfielder who's coming back as the kind of link, and they create a little bit of space for him to play the ball in. But if they're pressed hard enough, then it's the it's the quality of ball. It's how to stop the quality ball going in because once Gillan gets the quality ball, there just doesn't seem to be any stopping him. Yeah, but absolutely, and you, you even saw, but like, but the way they can mix it up too. If you go back to the point that Gillan got. Would say they were a point down, I think, 63rd minute, 62nd minute. And like it was a sharp puck with Deshaun Finn. Sean Finn, you know, identified Galan. He starts that run. He's his favorite run. He start, he's starting points on the square. You know, he takes off out to attacks the space. They clear it out. And Sean Finn identified it straight away, like got it over the, the Limerick cover, the, or the, sorry, the Galway half back line cover. It's obviously the ball is kicking off that turf. Galan comes out. Unbelievable touch. Dahi left a bit in there with the hurley. You know, Paul spins up, <laughs> takes it, or like turns inside over the bar. Like, like you're saying, how do you stop this guy? Mm. But I suppose to go back to your original point, Gizzy, is it doesn't matter. Kilkenny's philosophy, and Do- or Dotsie would have seen this a million times playing against him with Dublin, is like they just absolutely want to, you know, 
eat you alive in the middle third and just stop that supply going in and just look at it takes incredible work rate but I think the difference between Kilkenny now and maybe back or back then and now is they're playing against a crowd that they're just masters of this stuff of breaking tackles of you know you know finding those pockets identifying those gaps you know they, they like you see the way Hannon will dink it short you know Kyle Hayes was back there he was such a phenomenon he was nearly more of a threat as a wing back as he was as a half forward because he could identify gaps and attack them and eat up that space with his pace Bornsden has that ability to just spray it long you know um, and to score from distance so like and, and Limerick are definitely more developed more advanced and a much better I suppose all around the team than they were in 2019 when they were last beaten but I suppose the question now is like have they the gas in the tank have they you know, the fuel there to just drive them over the line. Because if they, if that, if that's their lads and if they perform, there's no question they'll win the game. But I, I still think, right, they're going to have to play an off... They're going to have to play really well. If Kilkenny play, you know, discard Clare's performance, okay, they just didn't play well. Clare were just physically and mentally spent after the Munster final. But if Kilkenny play as well as they played in the Clare game, it's going to take a serious performance from Limerick to beat them. Yeah, I just, I just think that the points you're t- touching on are bang on there, and I just think Lawler potentially on Galan. I think that's taken if he's solely focused on that job as well. I think there's a, there could be an opening there in regards to Limerick from from a full forward line perspective. You know, you could be having match like Seamus Flanagan, or you know, potentially I know Kyle Hayes has come back out to centre forward, but imagine if them boys are inside on say. Well, Deegan will be well right, able for yeah, physical, and, physical. And, and the thing about Kilkenny is they don't, they don't mind chopping the lads around and playing them in different positions. Yeah. They, they, he trusts that. Same with the forwards. He'll trust that as in the, he can mix them around or whatever. But like you can get Flanagan in there. So, it, you know, it, I'm just saying if there was matchups potentially of, uh, of Mikey Butler or, yeah. or Tommy Walsh, yeah. you know, he's not. Tommy, they're having great seasons, but they're not exactly huge men either. No, no. So if if you were getting kind of Hayes in there, if you were getting, you know, who has played full forward, if you were getting Seamus Flanagan in there, yeah. you know, like there is. And even if these boys are out, if they're drawn out, they're on like you're talking, you're talking like big wing forward Morrissey yeah. Ma- or Gerard Hagerty. So I to going back to what Christy's talking about as in that the strength and stuff, I think they'll have a bit of an edge overall in regards to that side of the game. Now, they'll still have to match the ultimate aggression and intensity that, that they're going to be hit with and they're still going to have to perform, but I think they can gain edges there and as you said, I I, I think maybe they might go without Graham Mulcahy. He might be, he would suit one of them boys down to the ground. Yeah. Whereas something else could cause a lot, a lot of bother, I would, I would think. But this is the this is the thing, and Christy was raising it there. The predictability, um, I suppose, it's in a very, it's a very effective style of management to say this is our style, and we're going to worry about perfecting our style, and we're not going to worry about the opposition as much. I think Kilkenny, that old, the old adage of not not having tactics, that that grows over a year. They kind of they they respond to how the game yeah. develops in a year they don't at the start of the year they're not quite maybe there but then by the time the year comes on and Cody starts to work his magic then they start playing a particular way and it was lovely patches in the game against Clare where they were playing the ball out and playing off the shoulder and it was they were playing anybody else's yeah, yeah. you know the game that has developed as it has but Galan would say Mulcahy depending on what way they they, they, they line out obviously um Will they move? Would they pl- will they play a Tom Morrissey or a Gerard Hegarty? Would they put them in corner forward? Like they tend, he still he seems to say, but that doesn't suit our system. Our system is Hegarty's on the wing, and that is a potential 
potential weakness that you're unwilling to kind of move with what mm. the, the unfolding conditions well, are. I don't like know. Hayes is another option to just horse in who's played full forward, you know. So, yeah. like, I mean, there's no one. Are them boys going to catch a ball over his head? I yeah. wouldn't think. Like, you know, and the big thing is, like, they imposed their game on Clare so early. Like, you could sense it in the first couple of minutes, uh, Christy, there, where you kind of, you knew that they were going to get, they were getting on top and they were, you know, coming out with the ball and it was lifting the whole team. They can't like Limerick. You know, I I just think Limerick could get a massive, massive. Uh, I think if they could get, if they can create uncomfortable matchups there, they could potentially, you know, whatever about their system of play. I think just the general ball being p- pumped in even could cause a lot of problems. We've seen a few high balls, even referencing the football, the odd high ball going in, and yeah. how, how much carnage that can create. So if if lads have physical. If 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 they can have a big you know big edge on their opponent there as well, you wouldn't know what would come off it as well. So as you said, they 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 like sticking rigidly to their systems, but sure, you know maybe maybe yeah. they might throw some throw something something different in as well. You know. Do you see anything from Cody Christie? Any any potential uh, curveballs thrown in? No, like just to to go back to the point Dotsy made earlier on about you know how much he's shaken up their forward line this year like it's been incredible like but it goes back to Cody's mantra and his philosophy which he's always held where he's never he said he never cares about a settled team he just focuses on the settled spirit um, and if you would say you looked at the last day Porrick Walsh started hadn't really played much um, you know like and I do think that the the, the, the big thing with Kilkenny in the last year or year couple of years right is like the, the, the 2020 semi-final was a turning point in terms of you know there just looked to be no pace in that Kilkenny team at the time. Yeah, you know they were like Waterford just ran them off the pitch in the second half of that game, um, and like a couple of the guys they brought in, like Mikey Carey, you know Connor Brown, like these guys are very athletic. They have good pace, like they bring a different range around the pitch, which Kilkenny have lacked. Um, and then the other thing is like that they have guys that you know like Mullen is in serious form, like Owen Cody, like in the first half was incredible. Like he like his first score he got was his off the charts, could have had a goal. Um, and you know, let's say like like TJ bangs in an early goal, Cody Cody gets a goal, um, you know Mullen is burning it up. Like this is something that Limerick haven't really faced. Like okay, they they faced it in in patches against against Clare. We'll say when Tony was just ripping it to shreds. But you know, if 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 Kilkenny have these guys that can come up, um, like Walter Walsh, like you know, I suppose Cody has him exactly where he wants him now. Brought him on the last to set up King Kenny's goal. Like I'm sure he was absolutely going crazy in training and trying to prove a point the last couple of weeks. Um, like you know, will 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 he target Walter Walsh inside full forward? Um, like it, it's impossible to know because you know he everything with Cody is based on yeah you have to be the training form unlike other counties I suppose yeah. that he he's always placed so much store and so much faith in that in that that model. So um, yeah, like look at I think that they're they're uh, you know even King Kenny the last day excellent match like you know it was even early on when he wasn't really in the game he was fouled for two frees so like they, they like they're in so much like they when you look at them in Leinster where they were I suppose look at they were just struggling for for the form they've hit now but look at because maybe it goes back to the point lads we were talking about earlier on where this is the time of the year they got to get it right and you know yeah. they look like they've got it right at the right time and you know maybe Limerick it, it, it's it's like I would fancy Limerick no question but I think Limerick are going to have to play really, really well to beat them. And if they don't play well, I, I, Kilkenny will beat them. Yeah, 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 I would agree. Uh, I wonder how Brian Cody was uh, taking in the last week's events and how happy he was that the 
JP Proam in Adair Manor <laughs> was the week before the All Ireland final, and he saw Gerard Hegarty and the boys chatting with Tiger Woods, and I'd say he loved it. I'd say <laughs> I'd say he loved it. Yeah. There's something that there's something that suits uh, Brian Cody's mentality for for him looking at the game, like for for how you think things, for how things bend to his will in the game, to see images like that. Now they count they count for nothing in some respects, yeah. but. I, energetically there's something there that seems to just the time just coming up I was thinking about the timing of that it's an amazing amazing time and it's, it's Bill Murray and there's this whole kind of celebrity kind of a mm. side to the game that he has no <laughs> no respect for whatsoever yeah, and just the timing of it was really interesting yeah oh, look I, I, yeah absolutely but I suppose look Limerick kind of they have their own special unique thing going on don't mm. they and that's all been a part of it as well and, it has and, uh, they're know, outspoken in it they they're are, not, they they're are, not they shy are, about no, it no they are and they, they step up to that and I mean they're all great you know let's be honest they're all like top top guys top sports people as well so yeah I don't think it'll be you know I know what you mean like yeah, I don't think it'll be under dressing room wall or anything like that. But I like I just yeah I think this crop of of Limerick players I think they've kind of I think they've they have that maturity and stuff that they look yeah. they look sure they they've proven it over the last number of years and you know they're I I don't think they they'll you know there's no distractions at this stage with them as well they'll be good enough or they won't be good enough on yeah. the day you know um now going back to Christy I probably would be tipping them as well yeah um but I they will have to they'll have to perform like they'll have to earn it and they won't I don't think they'll stutter along like they you know, potentially did in the semi-final yeah. because Kilkenny now they've hit it they've hit that confidence levels and they'll, I think they'll come I, I think they're going to give a, a big 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 performance as well yeah. so I just think Limerick yeah I think they'll have to as I said a lot of lads may be underperforming as well will want to you know look you can't just turn it on like a tap but I suppose they've good memories of playing and all that. even last year they've they produced so so well on the big day as well. Yeah. So they have that in the locker, uh, fresh from twelve months ago as well. So I think they can call upon all their their recent success as well. And yeah. you know, oh, I yeah. don't think they've I don't think they've run out of gas just yet. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder, similar to what you're saying about the Dublin Kerry game yesterday, they seem to bring the best out of themselves yeah. and out of each other. And I wonder, yeah, is that what is that ideally? I mean, that's what as neutrals, that's what we're looking at for the final. We're looking at you know the the, the setup of the three in a row, and you have to take on Kilkenny to win it, and it's Kilkenny hitting form and Brian Cody spitting in the hands, <laughs> and you can see he's ready for the battle. And then Limerick have to bring out this one last huge performance, and then they both they both combine to produce something that's greater than the sum of its parts. You know, like that's, that's the all, ideal out of the final. We're all, we're all looking, anyway, yeah, we're all yeah, looking yeah. for. I think it, I think it'll I think it'll live up to that. I, yeah. I hope so. Anyway, because I I, ju I just think they're. As you say, you described it well there, you know. So yeah. I, I, I just think, uh, yeah, I, I just think that that step for Kilkenny now will have them absolutely. Yeah. And let's be honest about it. You're walking, you know, you're Kilkenny hurler. You're walking down the street with like what, whatever amount of Leinster titles, you know. It's not. It, do, it doesn't count down there, does no, it? So no, no. They, they, a lot of these boys haven't got their hands on an All Ireland medal, you yeah. know. And the longer that goes on, the harder that is as well. So they will be absolutely like you know yeah. they are gonna come out. Oh, it's a neutral dream. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yes, yeah. Somehow I'm, there's something still. Yeah, there's a a desire of some sort or a fondness still for that first that, that relentlessness that Kel Kenny have shown over the years. Their ability to just get back at this time of year. It just never. And I, and I do. I've always been a yeah, definitely a huge fan of of the Brian Cody philosophy. It might come hard edged at times, but there's definitely something beautifully pure about it. Um, there's plenty of points that you both agree on. I'm just wondering about a joint ticket for a Dublin job that's come up during the week. Uh, Manny Kenny is 
step down where you uh, I, heard, I heard Christie's putting his name in the hat there well he might need some inside that. information yeah. as well that's you know you're big in the performance game as well so I, I don't know what look, with Matty or just it was time to go and yeah I, I look I, I don't yeah I suppose he had done four years Um, I suppose there was kind of you know it was his year, you know, year four, and I suppose, it, I suppose, what was a very disappointing one was the Kilkenny one. Like there was a home in Parnell Park, and you know, it was just such a disappointing display. Yeah, and like to go down by seventeen points, you know. Yeah, and then I suppose there wasn't really, you know, they needed. To look, in fairness, Maddie was unlucky this year because you're short a few forwards, and there was a couple of forwards, and there is a couple of forwards there who were injured, and you know, they were basically season enders like yeah, so yeah, they, he, yeah. he was uh, he was up against it in that regard um, but it, w- it was just disappointing maybe the manner of it as well and then that led into the Galway game which they kind of you know it was in their own hands effectively mm-hmm. to stay in the championship there was that risk that Wexford would be Kilkenny and that obviously yeah. proved then that Dublin were, were gone so fine um, lines yeah it is it is fine lines I suppose look I don't know the county board maybe are, you know so there's they're, they're going to be on the lookout now obviously and Christy, um, do you see anybody putting a hand up? Sure, look, it's it's a very attractive job, Gizzy, like um, in terms of, you know, there's still a lot of talent there, there's a lot of good young players coming. Um, like, I just felt with, with, with Maddie, like it probably had, look, he was there four years, he'd, uh, it, it had become a bit stale, looked, looked like it had gone a bit stale, like I was even, I was in Galway that night when Galway beat them in the last round robin game and, just very very disappointing second half performance and they just look at they, they to me like that they you know they went down to Wexford uh was at that game like they, they played some good stuff Wexford probably had a few chances that night they didn't take which cost them but like that was a super win down there and they had the group really in their hands and then like you know like when you when you get beaten by 17 points in a round robin game like it's effectively like losing three points because your score difference takes such a hammer and yeah um like they still went into they went to Galway like you know, Wexford did them the favor. They like they um, beat Kilkenny. You know, they effectively could have knocked Kilkenny out of the championship. Kilkenny could have been gone that night if Dublin had won. But like they just like they faded away. You know, really very poorly in the second half that night in Pure Stadium. Um, and even I thought the body language even afterwards, like you know, that there was still the, the Wexford Kilkenny game was still um, still going on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But there was no, it was nearly an acceptance that yeah, look at it, it doesn't matter. We're we're gone out of the championship, and um, like I think really that when when Maddie looks back on his time, I think you know that the real real regret will be like the nineteen game against Leash, where they you know they I was in Parnell Park that night they beat Galway. It was unbelievable night for for Dublin. Like you know they were so like you know okay could have been the Leinster final, um, you know there was such a really such a massive buzz around the place that night, and. You know, look at Leash deserved to beat them in Port Leash and the prelim quarter final. Probably maybe Dublin took the right off the ball. You know, within the twenty twenty, you know, lost to Kilkenny, like we're way down early on, lost to Cork. Like last year they had a brilliant win against Galway. Um, you know, Galway were just poor last year. Um the COVID issue in international final didn't didn't help them beaten by Cork in the quarter final. So like I, I really think when they look back Nineteen would be a massive, massive regret yeah. because I think, so I, th- I think on your, I think on, I think on your last game of the year though, I think you always want to see the team maybe dying with their boots yeah, on, do you yeah, know. Yeah. And I suppose the, the last couple of years, even like they lost to Cork maybe two of the games as well, and it wasn't they were in the game but they weren't really, do you know. Yeah. So 
um, like I suppose you, you just yeah you'd you'd like to see them maybe yeah. going out on their you know I was suppose their, yeah but I think with with, with the, that was potentially a, a platform game for them to drive on I think for what Christie's highlighting with the, the the leash one as well but look at lads that's all we have time for I suppose we'll see there'll be the week will unfold and we'll have plenty of opinions and ideas as to what's going to happen we'll both know and we'll all know on Monday. Uh, how we're how we're how we're reading the game, um, and we'll have all Ireland champions to 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 digest and to look back look back at the year as well. So, look at thanks very much for your time. Paul Flanagan is going to join us here in studio, so or is going to join us on the line. Thanks very much, Christy, for coming in, and Dotsy for coming into studio as well. Right, Paul, how are you doing? I'm good, Zimmer. Not a bother now. Where, um, wh- tell me where in the world you are. I'm in I'm in your neck of the woods now. Uh, oh, bye. Last couple of days, so. Yeah, I popped down to Dingle here yesterday. Got the got the football in, in in the the lovely people of Ganey's pub looked after us and and headed down to uh, of course did. for um for uh, for the extras. So it was yeah, it's it's been nice, you know. It's it's beautiful beautiful couple of days. Obviously, uh, you're well used to this part of the world, but uh, it's a change of scene for me, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. You understand how you get stuck down there, isn't it? Um, Paul, there's so many, there's so many things that I that I want to chat to you about. I mean, I know you from a kind of a, a, a young upstart in some respects coming in with TJ Cahar in, in your in your earlier days, um, and to to where you are now and reading a, a, a lot more about the, the journey along the way. Um, and I know that with with Niall and in the art school, with Niall Moore in the art school and the direction that you've taken, your kind of your 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 studiousness of the game, but also your releasing of tensions around your own game. Can, can you give me just, yeah, just how has that, how how has that journey been for you? Yeah, the, it's definitely uh, been the road less travelled for sure. Um, Gizzy, like when I, when I look at it overall, I suppose as a, as a younger player, we were um, brought on to a, a senior setup. And we were at a very young age, like there's no denying that, that we were 19, 20 years of age, um, being brought into being brought into a senior setup. We had a, a couple of under 21 All-Irelands behind us. Um, and we were quite young and still had to figure out the world and still figure out ourselves. And we're probably uh, trying to trying to perform on, on, on the biggest stage. And to be honest, I found that I found it really difficult. I probably wasn't. And still wouldn't consider myself to be uh you know a, a shining shining light of a hurler or the best best hurler on the field by any stretch of, of the imagination you know there's there's brilliant brilliant players around me and look I don't have to look too far even in my own club to, to find that <laughs> yeah to to, yeah tough going when you when you've got like yeah you Tony Griffin is a, is your maybe a bit of a legacy and you've got Tony Kelly beside you yeah Tony Griffin actually texted me today. He was like, "Make make make sure and tell Gizzy I love him." <laughs> Lovely. What's going on there? But no, like, and 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 no more than that. I suppose I struggled. I struggled a little bit with it. Um, I remember playing. Uh, you know, I was brought onto uh, the intercounty scene with um, with Davy Fitz, and I remember playing below in a league game in in Nolan Park in Kilkenny, and you know there was a lot of fear there, and I I really stru- I just struggled with coping with that I suppose I remember I remember actively I was on I was on a guy playing playing corner forward and he was definitely getting the better of me after the first few balls um 
and I remember actively looking at looking to the sideline, looking to the mm, to see yeah. when when the, when the the board was going to come up uh, for me to be taken off, and and that's what happened. I, I'd say after forty eight or 40, 49 minutes, uh, you know, it, it, that's that's the way it panned out. Um, so struggled really struggled to to get into get into a team and and struggled I suppose to to nail down a any sort of a place then and get a, a bit of momentum going for for championship action you know yeah so in, injuries at particular times played a part and then obviously just the standards around you as well when somebody gets their chance it can be hard to, to take it back off them I suppose I'm wondering how I'm wondering what you put it down to the change that has gone on from that maybe misfortune and tension which re- really I think maybe from your from, from what you've studied around sport as well you, you'd probably accept that often that that misfortune is only a reflection or a projection of stuff that's going on inside. Like you have an unsettledness inside that that's the, the, the things in your life around you that don't seem connected to those internal things are actually impacted by your, your own uncertainty. And then there has to be at some stage a shift in your internal state for a different external world to kind of just start to, to flow this flow that you've unquestionably found in your play and I mean it's been a, an absolute joy to watch I have to say from knowing you it's been a joy to watch you on the ball not because Claire are in advancement or not because of any story around the inter-county game but just for to see a fella going from uncertainty into composure and relaxedness and certainty is it's a it's a real it's a real joy because I suppose it gives hope to everybody who is uncertain um, that you can actually change something internally, maybe. Maybe it's internal, I'm not sure. There's, there's a wide variety of ideas on that, but that you can make some kind of shift internally for that external world to change. Yeah, and for sure. I think even if you were to look within my own club, um, and I'd say people that would have looked at me over those few years would have said, He's, you know, he's quite uptight. He thinks a lot about the game, but he's probably he's probably a tad harsh on himself. And I think that was <laughs> was definitely was definitely the case. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's there's a number of factors to it. Um, I know uh, my girlfriend Sarah. You know, we made the decision in in 2019 to to take a little break from from the scene and and to head away traveling. And we went uh, we went away for four months, which was unbelievable and enriching to see how you know other people live and you know different cultures and different parts of the world and and context you get context don't you You get context yeah 100 percent. and you're you're down in i remember uh i I messaged colin o'reardon um with with sydney swans down you're down in australia and you know he was open to to me coming in to 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 see a training session and there was there was other times then that that I was, you know, we were in Southeast Asia and you're seeing how different people live and and it gives great, I suppose, it it it, it really broadened my world anyway in terms of what mm. was there. Um, the same year, I actually, I came back then the same year, we came back around February time just before COVID was kicking in and I decided I was going to embark on the, the Masters in, in Performance Psychology, uh, which was which was a big step to do everything in to do everything in one year. I was, yeah. I'd say I came back. I probably came back in February to Ireland with with about a fiver in. in my <laughs> but in a way, in a way, I needed to do that, Gizzy, to to really find what what I wanted to do. Essentially, um, mm. I still had. I still. Had, I I remember we were, we were actually talking about it over dinner yesterday, and I was saying I still had in the back of my mind 
that little bit of an itch. Um, in in August 2019, uh, I started talking to Adrian O'Brien, who who would have been involved with the Clare Senior or the Limerick Senior Footballers this year. Yeah. Um, son Shane would be in 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 Article Reach with us and was one of our our uh, our main players this year. Brilliant guy and. Uh, yeah, I spoke to Adrian and I just said, look, my, my body has been in real trouble for, for the last few years and can you help me out? And and I really kind of believed in what he was doing. He was working with some of the best guys in, in Australia um, in terms of functional movement and strength and conditioning. And I just latched on and he started send me, sending me on weekly programs and wherever I was, I, I used to send on the, the images of the gyms where I was. So I was out in the Philippines and it was... 35 degrees and I was still follow, I was following the program away just and, and with no real look I had an intention to come back with obviously to come back fit with Ballier um always had an itch in the back of my head saying you know what if and what if you got it yourself into the best possible shape you could mm. see what would happen um and do you, do you put it down I suppose that's what I'm interested in do you put it down to like there's the physical preparation and the work you did with Adrian but then there's also the, that 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 the itch, uh, the question yeah. or the decision. I think because it's not a question; it has to be a decision at some stage where you say, "I'm go like I'm going to be in the best position. I'm going to be in the best shape that I can be to give myself the best opportunity possible." Was that? I yeah. don't. Yeah, I don't know how you. I, I think I think like with all athletes and with people in general, what I find is that if you can you can put the environment around yourself that little bit more and build it around yourself so obviously you know delving into those uh performance te- techniques in terms of the masters looking at things like i would have never i would have never thought that things like visualization meditation would feature any way in my in my life whatsoever i would have looked i, I would have been the same as the next fella going ah come here like, <laughs> yeah, oh i know who you got to, who you to, got, what do you mean you, you sit down you sit down in the morning time and you go outside and you take in your surroundings and, and you breathe and like I we, we're not saying, listening to Tony Griffin no <laughs> but like I would have I would have looked to Griff I would have looked to Griff for years and said Tony man you're you're, you're mental like <laughs> and I would have said it openly to him uh, and like we'd have great fun we'd have great fun going over and back like that but yeah no, on a serious note, I, I would have seen, I would have seen building in those little bits into my own environment as helping an awful lot. Yeah. Um, and and also then there's the other side, uh, Gizzy. I've seen the seen the benefit of them through the evidence. So like I got that through the mm. performance psychology course that I did in UL, and you're really seeing the back end of the the evidence that that backs that work up. So that kind of emphasizes it more to me that, yeah, you know what, this is, this is what the top guys are, are using. And, and it, it probably, um, I suppose, copper fastened what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. It quietens the cynic when you see the results. If somebody else has achieved it, your own inner cynic, you just can't listen to it as much because it's like, well, here's the, here's the, here, here's the results of it. Yeah. Um, have, have you, have you listened much to Johnny Wilkinson, Paul? It's a bit of a roundabout one, but uh, I'd be interested yeah. just in yeah in terms of the critic and understanding that I was listening to him a couple of weeks ago with a fellow called Rupert Spear. I'm not sure if you came across that particular podcast. Um, yeah, and there was another one. Um, he was on the High Performance podcast yeah. there uh, last year, and he he spoke of how he if he looked back on himself now, 
that he would have probably tried to change a couple of things that he was very much, and I know Ron O'Gara spoke about it recently as well, looking back on him himself and saying, look, that was the environment I was brought up in. Yeah, um, It doesn't mean that, there, it do, and being very harsh in terms of his his structure and nearly his life overall. Now, I, I probably still have, I, I probably still have, have the question that, you know, that brought him to a certain level. And I, I would say that without a doubt, um, you know, someone could be listening to this and say, oh, I, it's, it's easy to say those things. Of course, a performance environment, like building it around yourself is, is, is incredibly powerful. And those things, as I said, like those performance techniques are, I would see them as, as essential to me now. And that's just everyday life. It's not to do with just to do with hurling either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you would still have the question with Johnny and say, you know, there is that element of pushing yourself to the brink as well. And I think there yeah. is still a bit of that, like that I know myself um, and it's probably a side of myself that I've had to push a bit more is that selfish side to know that like these are the things you have to put in place for for you to have that energy um, day in, day out. Yeah. and. Like I maintain, I, I, you know, I've said that to some of, you know, some of our younger guys as well, that it, it's, it's not a case of putting your hand up a lot of the time and saying, I'll play well in this game and you'll pick me. A lot of the time you've got to be playing well for a course of one or two years, maybe even three years before someone might pick you. Yeah. Because it's, it's that consistency over time that, that stands out and and we can see that all with with the best teams so i suppose there's a um there's a combination of of a lot of things there that that feed into feed into the overall athlete one of the things that he was that i found very interesting that he talked about and it was only from pure observation and anecdotal evidence was around performance and the tension there's a sequence a cycle or a rhythm coming into uh, a game where we have tension, like the tension that you spoke about uh, and the uncertainty, and then you play the game and let's say you play well or you get the last score or whatever and you win. And you there's, there, is, there is a tendency to mistake that release of tension as joy. But that's not what joy is. That's just the release of tension. Joy is doing the things that you want to do all of the time, independent of... Uh, a little bit like you were saying there a second ago, like it's, it's not necessarily about playing well one day. It's about doing the things excellently to the standards you want to do because that's what you're that's what you've decided, not because it's in a bubble, but because you've actually decided this is what I want to do in my life. These are the sacrifices that I'm not going to even call sacrifices because they're just what I want to do. And I'm going to do those things as well as I can. Um, and definitely there's something about the Kilkenny team that I feel that they, they get this right. And that's what the spirit that Brian Cody often talks about is around the willingness to just keep doing it at, 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 at do, keep doing the thing that you want to do at the standard that you want to do it and that's where you move out of that cycle of tension release of tension and move more into like this is actually and this is what you're playing with it seems to me is you're playing with much more joy and it bring it's bringing about much more composure and you're making the right choices and you're doing the right thing that's what it looks like to me but now I would yeah, it might be reading too much into it, but it struck me um, looking at you this year. Yeah, and I think that's a great point, though. And trying to find that bit more balance in your in your play is 
is huge and balance overall in your life is a massive thing. Um, I think you're right that like we all tie ourselves up in results. Like sport is a results based business. Um, uh, like that, I was in I was in uh, Gainey's pub yesterday, and to watch the you know to watch the unbridled joy with Sean O'Shea getting that last last minute point. Like sport brings us those. Um, magic moments and mag- but at the same time uh, in the nature of 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 it is that it's results based and and you know coaches do look to 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 try and to try and get those results but you're you're 100% right Gizzy that I think you've got to fall back in into the what you do that gets there that gets you there and I think that I'd probably look at games now and and look for more in terms of of where you can get your own game to and look for the the plays and the the pieces that that can improve you. Like I've I've really actually enjoyed I really enjoy talking to to other players as well and finding out small little nuggets of of what they what they do. Uh, I give this example. I know I give this example to to a couple of our younger lads. Like I I remember a few a couple. It was about maybe actually maybe the time I started working with Adrian and um I gave uh, Paul Mannion this was playing football with the with the dubs obviously uh I gave him a quick message I know that he had he was he had gone vegan in terms of the way that he was eating and I was just interested to see like how he was balancing how he was getting enough protein in essentially and how he was doing that and just give him a quick message um on Instagram and and Paul in fairness to him he, he got back and just sent me on a, a few a few things that he does and how he gets his his supplementation of protein in through through natural means so again like just a small thing but I suppose it was my own it like at the time I was just doing it to to see could I improve that tiny little bit and yeah. a small little nugget from a player like that and you say yeah you know what that's something I could build into my own my own routine um and i think that's have you, gone, have you gone fully vegan <laughs> not, quite, <laughs> I, oh, not quite i didn't think so a lot of oh, like uh my my mother my mother was quite worried there for a while like she's she's looking at me and i'm eating enough i was eating an awful lot of oats a lot of lettuce a lot of greens a lot of and she's uh you get the often the question are, are you eating enough um but i suppose between the spread of everything you're you're I definitely, I definitely probably aren't. De- I'm not. My diet wouldn't be the same as what it was. Um, yeah. We've a we've a brilliant nutritionist with us with with Claire and, um, you know things that you you need to include. For instance, even the like the the real warm games that we had there, and just adding that little bit more salt to your diet because typically, like I wouldn't eat that much salt anyway within because you'd be trying to eat it pretty healthy on a day-to-day basis but yeah a lot of votes yeah. someone said like uh, you could be you could be blow with Aidan O'Brien or Joseph or one of those or Willie Mullins uh, you're eating so much oats but yeah <laughs> yeah it was working for them uh I, I there was a, a line that that stuck out uh and, and it's a it's a it's yeah it's a tough one it's a tough one in some respects but I, I read that quote um it couldn't happen to a nicer fella, and it came. It came up a few times, and that was the like. Obviously, you're you're marked out as 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 a leader from from early on, and you obviously from your commitment to 
the young people around you to your club to your area all of those things couldn't happen to a nicer fella and it sat, sat with me it couldn't happen to a nicer fella and there's something about um, in those earlier days of of being a nice fella and but but not having I think I don't know is it Nietzsche talked about like the distrust of a man who doesn't know his darkness like you know that you have to find where your where there is that little bit of a cut in you to then act in your life not from that place but knowing that it's there and understanding it and not letting it rule you or not letting it you know flash out in moments of anger or whatever but it 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 forms a more complete player instead of just being a nice fella, but to also know that, like, well, I'm also, I, I, I can also be that, but I just don't need to be it. And again, there's just, there's something in the, in, in the certainty of your play and in the physicality of your play now that's come in that there's, there is that more of an edge. Um, and I think that playing with that edge is, it, it, it breeds confidence. It breeds confidence in the simple things that you do, not just in tackles or not in fights or nothing like that. It's just to know that it's there, but you don't need to draw on it if you don't need it. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting one actually, and um, it's probably <laughs> like I I uh, uh, my my mother and 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 Sarah were were sitting down uh, reading the article before you know reading that article before the before the Munster final. I, I hadn't I hadn't seen it obviously, and um, they were they were having a look at it, and <laughs> and they told me afterwards about the the line of uh, a a nice fella, and it's probably something that. It uh, doesn't sit, doesn't yeah. sit too well with with me. Like sure. I, I can totally get the, I can totally get the the connotation, the connotation of it. But I think you do need, you do need to, you do need to have that that bit of cut in you to, to be able to, to be able to perform and to be able to, to see what what needs to be done. I suppose. Um, mm. I remember a few, good few years ago. Now we were training underage and. Um, Tony Kelly's dad, Donald, would have been over a good few of, of our teams underage, and uh, he actually had a he had a hat, and on the hat it was in ballet colours, so it was in black and amber. Uh, but in the in the amber colours on the hat were nice boys win nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, could be, I could be being very genuine. I could be, be be a bit too genuine there, but. <laughs> Nice, nice. It was nice. Boys win f all. I think was the actual, was the actual <laughs> term on it. Something yeah. like something along those lines. But I know it's it's a small it's a it's a small thing. But in a way, it's uh, it does it does ring true in some ways. You know, of I course, think of yeah. Course. I think I think it's in the subtleties. I mean, I think it's in decisions like being selfish. Like I think it comes out in somewhere like that. Like you know, where you said you know you kind of selfishly build your world, and if you're in the the nice guy pleasing everybody you're always looking outside for some kind of fulfillment and then all of a sudden you're oh hang on there everything that I was looking for is actually inside so what I need to do is I need to protect that so I'm going to build a few walls here and I'm going to implement these things because that's what um, nourishes what's inside the walls as opposed to looking outside for them and so it's 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 in small decisions like that from realising that that's where it's protecting that core I think that's what I suppose that's yeah that's what I was thinking with it couldn't yeah. happen to a nicer fella and I see where yeah. it's 
it's a perfectly plausible and delightful thing to want for any young fella to be a nice fella who looks after you know, the upcoming generations and does those things. And it's not to say that those things are, you shouldn't do those things or you shouldn't be that because you don't want to be a nice fella. It's not that. It's it's something much more primal and much more internal that I think it references. And it's just, yeah, I, it stuck out to me, I suppose. Um, the toll of the Limerick game on the Clare panel this year, to bring it back to, uh, I know we, we went off on a different tangent, but... Um, how, how when you're looking back at the year now, what was the toll of that game um, on your on your on your year? Do you think? Yeah, it was, and I know it's been look. I know it's been referenced uh, this week, this week a little bit as well. Um, like the Munster final was a was a huge game. I think obviously this year, look, we had six or seven championship games. Um, the Munster final landed landed in the middle there. Um, it was a 90-minute game. We were probably looking at, it's definitely the most intense game that I've played in. Mm. And I suppose I can only speak for my myself on that. I know that like there was huge intensity within the game. I, I remember waking up on, on Monday morning after the game and saying, like, that's as close. I have a touch wood. I, I haven't been in any small traffic accident or anything like that. But I just remember waking up and saying that was, I nearly have a case of whiplash here after, Mm. after the hits in that game. Um, Particularly, um, particularly the way, the way that it flowed, like as in John Keenan let the game go. And it was, it was, you know, an amazing spectacle um, for everyone. I think, yeah, the toll of it, the toll of it was, was intense, like more than, I would say in terms of, you know, GPS stats were through the roof. You're probably talking 16, 17K for some guys over 90 minutes, which is huge. A lot of, a good bit above what, what we, what we would have done. But at the same time, you get down to brass tacks, then you recover. Um, The one thing, the one thing, the way I would look at it is that we don't play that many games within a year. Um, You play again like that. We've played six to seven games. Um, we to get down and get recovered for the Wexford game two weeks later. Um, but again, of course, it was a hugely intensive game and and did have did have some bit of a toll on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, looking forward to the weekend. I suppose you faced against both teams. I think probably Kilkenny are a different animal now um, than when maybe they met uh, earlier on the year. What way do you see? What way do you see the? Where do you see them lining lining up? Yeah, they've they've certainly improved. I think their their four week run into the semi final, um, and we know that from from years gone by. That this is know, what they do. This is what they do. Yeah, they're they're brilliant at getting that run in right, and they certainly did against us. Um, look, their team, they're stacked with quality. They they move really well, actually. For um, they move really well in terms of. The rotation of, of forwards, obviously they're they're outstanding in the air and they have a really compact defence. But I think that rotation of forwards is definitely something that that they can cause trouble. Um, I always thought they, playing against them that they like they'd have the you know, the black and amber jersey, obviously. But there was like I don't know, was there four or five of them with black helmets? 
and you'd be thinking like they're marking him and all of a sudden there's you're kind of try looking for and you're you're just, you know, flashing these are instants you see a black helmet and all of a sudden you're going over there and it's like Jesus I'm on the wrong fella altogether and somebody else is wide open 20 yards of space like but they were they were always chopping and always playing with your mind a little bit always chopping and changing always ghosting when you get lost in mm. the ball like they'd be just they'd, they'd take, take you for 20 yards and Adrian Mullen seems to have, have, have definitely worked that out of just creating space out of nowhere haven't seen f- Limerick so like he, he pushed them uh, as hard as they've been pushed. Do you see them relenting, or is there a is there one big big play left in them this year? Um, and and again, like Limerick are really structured, I suppose, and and you you know the way they're they're going to set up, and they do that. But you know, at one thing I was I was reading there a couple of weeks ago was in terms of confidence, and confidence are is essentially small things done in a in, in a really great way and I think you know Limerick are a superb team and they do that really really well like we all know maybe their structure there's slight subtleties to it mm. but um, there's no better is there a better team in the last 20 years to do the small things brilliantly than Kilkenny I mean oh, and, oh 100% I, like you can see some real crossover in terms of the the traits of the traits of, bo- of both yeah um I probably, in terms of, in terms of how much, you know, Limerick can can hurt you, at times, um, moving more more towards those uh, in terms of in terms of, of what they can do and in terms of what they they might have to come back into it, um, will be will be quite interesting next week, um, but then again, Kilkenny always seem to to find a gear and they're never too they're never too far out of a game which is a which is a, a huge thing that that they have built into their game, yeah. Um, which is which is great to see as well. Yeah, yeah. Look at I know from talking to Siobhan there that it's another cracker in West Kerry. Uh, so I let you back to it. You've only got a few hours left to get out into the sun and maybe get into the the Atlantic before you before you head up home. Um, thanks very much for coming on and for and for giving us that bit of time, especially when you're when you, when you're on a bit of a break, Paul. Um, pleasure to talk to you and congratulations on on the year that you've had. I know Claire didn't maybe get get to the the the, the, the final leg and, and get into the final, but um, you're certainly headed in the right direction again anyway and it's it, you've been a pleasure to watch um, and definitely on a, on a personal level it's been a pleasure to watch you as well um, and watch you perform so fair play to you for getting that balance right and for giving the hope to the, the people who don't always get it right and are looking for just those little edges and uh, look at hopefully we, we'll chat to you again thanks very much Paul Magic Dermot Dermot Falter that's all we've got time for we'll be back next week with a review of the Ireland final between Kilkenny and Limerick join us then you're listening to the GAA Hour with Dear Midling on Sports Joe. Donald Donovan is the left corner back. He hits it. He hits it. Wow. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. What a match. There's been a missing person in jail for 81 long years. Well, today, that person has been found alive and well. And that person's name is Liam McCarthy. They know as much about serious level sport as I know about the sleeping habits of the Ayatollah. There's a, a streaker on the ground now. He must be a Kilkenny man because he's quite happy with the situation right now.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.